Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Dustin Johnson went out early at St. Andrews and enjoyed a walk in the rain posting a five under to catapult himself atop the leaderboard. There's plenty of golf left to play and advantageous scoring conditions present the opportunity for multiple players to best this mark. But no matter how low someone else goes, Johnson will enter the weekend with a realistic chance to win his third major to leave only the PGA championship left to complete the slam. Looking into a crystal ball as cloudy as the North Sea means we don't know what will happen over the final two days. Yet it's not too early to identify a very real possibility that will bask in a storyline never before explored in the history of the great game. Of the names to bolt for Liv, Johnson's is perhaps the boldest when one considers his capacity to compete for the most meaningful championships. His departure was no surprise and the level of his earnest zeal for golf remains an open question. Yet there's no debating his aptitude and competitiveness under the brightest lights. The exodus has generated strong opinions and created battle lines as fans choose sides in this slow-rolling schism. For the first time, though, these two sides can move their disagreements away from words and towards the avatars of their vision of the future. Johnson, along with Abraham Anser, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, Bryson DeChambeau, and Sergio Garcia are in contention with scores of PGA loyalists. So, too, is Minister of Propaganda Taylor Gooch. Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy, perhaps the two strongest and most impactful voices defending the status quo, lurk mere shots behind the lead. Scotty Scheffler, Young, and Sahith Thigala, making up the next generation of the tour, also have aspirations. Conditions are right for honest-to-goodness, settled-on-the-field dramatics. Live players going shot-for-shot shot with PGA pros down the stretch on Sunday, promises tremendous theater and a deeper, more emotional element than has ever been interjected. This is the silver lining of the dark clouds hanging over both the courses and the marketplace of ideas. Things will get more intense, more fun, more tribal. Leave it to the open to find new tricks up its sleeve in this, its 150th showcase. NBC's presentation of last month's U.S. Open was aggravating and did not go unnoticed as golf fans everywhere went to and passed their breaking point with the ubiquitous commercial breaks and disinterest in showing shots out on the course. We bring that up not to relitigate the past, but to provide the framework for expectations headed into the Open Championship. They were low, yet in the deepest, most hopeful parts, there flourished optimism that the many complaints or simply having less inventory to rip through would present a more palatable experience. With that background, it is my distinct honor to report that the broadcast so far has been much, much better. Perhaps the early risers who had the energy to wake with the dawn and check out morning action from St. Andrews had a different journey, but the later coverage on USA Network 
has been downright competent and capable of keeping up with the action. We are getting a thorough understanding of the big picture while still seeing each and every drive, approach, and putt from the marquee players. The pacing is on point, perhaps not as fast and furious as any given weekend on the season calendar, yet appropriately reverent without becoming overwrought. Vignettes have been tidy and additive. Trips to the desk in lieu of competition are few and far between without losing the type of color and character that must be showcased when the sport comes to its most hallowed ground. NBC's graphics are crisp and omnipresent, mirroring the regal nature of the tournament. It feels necessary to point all of this out in the interest of fairness. It also feels necessary to note that there are two days remaining and any reverse to the established mean will be both noted and not appreciated. In an ideal world, both majors would have been painted on screen like this. One of two is better than zero of two. Welcome to the Kyle Coster Show presented by The Big Lead. Oh, there is nothing like it. The Open Championship up early before the rooster crows to check out golf from across the pond. This is my favorite tournament of the year. This is my favorite venue in all of golf, despite what some may say that it doesn't look good on TV. Come on now, man. Let's be real. The action has been fantastic. The scores have been low. The fairways have been a brownish mustard color and 20 under remains in play. As I come to you right now, Cam Smith is atop the leaderboard playing well in yet another major rolling in every putt. Cameron Young from the mean streets of Briarcliff Manor in Westchester County, New York, is a shot behind. Dustin Johnson of live fame sits at nine under. Scotty Scheffler, Tyrell Hatton at eight under. Taylor Gooch, Adam Scott, Patrick Cantlay, Sahith Thigala, and Rory McIlroy are all four shots behind the lead at seven under. And there will be plenty of time to discuss this leaderboard when the action wraps up. But for now, the moment and the day, and honestly, perhaps the weekend, belongs to Tiger Woods. The greatest golfer in the history of the sport. The most iconic athlete of my lifetime. The most beautiful canvas on which to paint a picture, which has been complicated and messy but still unbelievably bright. And we hope there are more brush strokes to come. And that is the question. As he limped to a disappointing nine over first two days, he will not be making the cut. He is tied for 148th place. We understood that this was going to be nothing more than a showcase walk, nothing more than an opportunity to watch him play golf at the historic St. Andrews. Questions bounded. I honestly, coming into this tournament, wondered by some of his comments if this was his last, not just British Open, not just time at St. Andrews, but tournament altogether. All eyes were on him. The galleries were thick and boisterous and cheering him on, even though he was not playing well. He steps up to 18, which is the most remarkable finish in golf. As he walks across 
the swill can bridge. We're all wondering if he's going to stop, if he's going to pose for pictures, if he's going to signal that this is his last time playing competitive major golf at St. Andrews. And he didn't stop completely, but he doffed his cap and he was slow and measured and steady in his actions. He drank in the moment. Tears came to his eyes. You could see the emotion all over him. He wore it on those broad shoulders. So is this it? Will he be back at St. Andrews in 2027? It's hard to believe. I know that people want to believe. And in the moment, the reaction online was one of defiance because this man has defied the odds so many times before. A promise that he would be back, that he wasn't saying goodbye, that he was saying see you later. After the round, Tiger took a different approach, saying, to me, it felt like it might have been my last British Open at St. Andrews. He said that he doesn't know if he'll physically be able to play in the next one. He thinks that he will be physically able to play in the ones preceding it. We want this for him. We don't want this to be goodbye. The return from the car accident has been equal parts inspiring and amazing, but it's also been augmented with heavy doses of reality. A magical Friday at the Masters gave way to breaking apart down the stretch. He made the cut at the U.S. Open, but again, tired, could not string together the type of golf you need to string together in order to be a factor in one of these things. And maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe Tiger Woods doesn't need to compete. Hell, we see the value of having him out there. We want him out there. We need him out there. The PGA Tour now more than ever needs him as its figurehead. They need him to be an active defender of tradition and the status quo and a reminder of what is possible at the highest levels and against the best competition. He wants to catch Jack. It seems unlikely that he'll do that. So maybe it's time to move the expectations of Tiger winning or Tiger competing in a major to Tiger wanting to be out there. And it sucks. It sucks to say. It sucks to even interject some dark clouds into the silver lining of him being able to complete and compete at the place he most wants to. But it has to be said. You have to wonder how someone with this competitive spirit, unmatched across any of the sports, singularly focused on being the man, singularly focused on greatness, always demanding more, striving for perfection, overcoming adversity, some of his own making, some externally, to always rise and meet the moment. What happens when, in the quiet reflection that you know that he does, he realizes that he can no longer rise to meet that moment? Does he decide to bless us with other moments, more artistic moments, more shows of emotion, more walks of joy, just happy to be out there? Or does he decide that he doesn't want to do this anymore? You're not going to see a lot of people out there floating the idea of Tiger walking away completely in the near term. 
And his comments don't seem to suggest that that is what he wants to do right now. I would suggest there's a long off season ahead. He's not going to play until next April in Augusta, Georgia. A lot can happen between now and then. A lot of it good. That would mean getting healthy, getting his game back on point. A lot of it bad. Stemming from the injuries, the age, and perhaps the realization that the game has passed him by, as it was always going to pass him by, even if he remained in peak physical condition. I don't know what the proper approach is. And I don't want to rain on people's optimistic parade. It's not really who I am. I don't get joy out of it. And I also don't want to be the hot taker out here who is telling Tiger he can't do something. Even though he's heard it all his life. Even though it hasn't deterred him. Just doesn't feel right. But when the time comes for Tiger to walk away, the first person to know when it's right will be Tiger Woods. Will he hang on and give us a few embers and sparks as he fades into the sunset? Or will he ride off on that high horse, not stopping to take pictures, but simply doffing his cap saying, I'll move heaven and earth to be here again, but heaven and earth may prevent me from ever coming back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.